It's time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 305, as we just keep counting, because why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we count? Uh, Trevor Long with you, and he's crossed the border, folks. He's come all the way to the EFTM studio. Stephen yeah. Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hello, Trevor. How are you You okay, mate? Have you yeah, recovered? Yeah. I had a really quick go through customs. It How was, was great. passport control? No yeah, dramas? Yeah, all good. All good. Facial recognition work this time? Yeah, it was all good. Yeah, the computers were... Uh, even though Qantas computers were having oh, dramas yeah. today, mm. which we'll talk about in a minute, but um, I got here unscathed. It'll be July by the time you get home. <laughs> Stephen loves travelling to my part yeah, of the town. It's great. I get so much done. I hear so many podcasts on the way and can you know, listen to four or five albums. It's great. Dry your eyes, princess. <laughs> Lots of tech news to get through this week. Thanks to the good people at Hisense and Netgear. Let's get cracking on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Nothing we, we could start with other than another bloody cyber attack, Stephen. Mm-hmm. I mean... What was it, a month and just a touch ago that the WannaCry it was virus? May. May right. it was. So, yeah, it was in the last you know, five yeah. weeks. WannaCry yeah. virus hit uh, large parts of Europe, USA, and a bit of here. Uh, the national health system in the UK went off. And then overnight, Ukraine seems to me to be the epicenter of a <laughs> brand new virus. Now, I'm just going to straight out say it the Russians did it. Um, that's, I mean, where the, just, that's where it's all pointing. I mean, the it? Russians yeah, yeah. Have, have just attacked Ukraine because. See, in these situations, and I think it's best to describe it as someone has to be attacked and then everyone else is just a, a spread of the virus victim. Yeah, it's just collateral damage after that. Correct. Wherever you are in the world, you just become mm. collateral damage because viruses spread. They are like human viruses. They yeah. they evolve plus they spread. So that like the Ukrainian banking system, ATMs, shopping, power grid, the whole bunch of things Mate, just didn't worst work. Worst of all, Cadbury. Well, don't get the hell? we haven't even got to Australia yet, but yeah. <laughs> so Ukraine gets smashed. Um, it also hits part of Russia, and then it just spreads around the world. Um, WPP, big P- PR agency that owns a bunch of brands, got hit. Mm. I was speaking to someone in Australia who works under that brand. She was on the phone in a cab going home to get a laptop because they couldn't use their computers at mm. work. They were gone. I saw that. They, they, they were told, look, come to work, but don't turn on the computers because the the when the computer, uh, the, the, the virus attacked the boot, the master boot record, they call it, and instead of the computer booting up, the message comes up to say, Hello, you're gone. You're gone. Give us your money and so you get your files back. So critically, and you mentioned this earlier. I mean, after this show, <laughs> Woolworths in Hornsby is open 24 hours. Oh, I'm just going to go and get you some Cadbury because <laughs> if mate, if the Cadbury supply chain is interrupted, wow. prices will go wow. up. A, I won't starve, and B, black market price of chocolate yeah. could go high. Well, they can have them in London. That was rubbish. When it was I had awful. Them in yeah. like rubbish. I it in London. It was rubbish. If you're from England and you like Cadbury chocolate and yeah. you're living in Australia, go back to where you came from. Absolutely. Okay, because that's yeah. rubbish chocolate. Stephen didn't like it so much, he left it on the plane. I had one row out of a family block and thought, that's terrible, and <laughs> left it behind. I love that you bought a family block. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long flight, mate. It was a long flight. They call it whole nut, but it was hazelnut. It made me it. feel good because I normally buy a packet of M&Ms, like, and not yeah. one of those busy little ones, oh, an yeah. actual family packet, and I'll the smash man, one of the those. man-sized Yeah, bag. smash one of those on a 14-hour flight, Absolutely. don't worry. <laughs> yeah, well, it was going to be, I was going to sort of just graze on it for mm. the flight, but mm. I, th- I took one, one row and thought, no. Oh. This is, I, I did a spit take on the So plane. the thing about, let's getting back to the virus. The thing about this is, right, it's the same bloody problem as last time. It's mm. a Windows vulnerability on computers that don't have up-to-date internet security software um, falling victim. So this is not a, a G up. This is a genuine call to people, that, two, two types of people, mum and dad at home, update your computer. Don't ignore the Windows update. Yeah. When it says I've got an update, don't say do it later. Do it now. Don't say, oh, geez, what a hassle because mm. it'll be a bigger hassle when the files are locked up. And if you don't have internet security, Kaspersky, Norton, Trend Micro, McAfee, these big brands all offer excellent Buy internet it right security. Now, Buy it, subscribe. Yeah. It might be 100 bucks a year, yeah. but you're not driving your car well, without insurance, are you? Absolutely right. I, I, that's, one, that's one thing. How I, I wrote this story on Tech Guide and on when I shared it on Facebook – 
the way that I wrote the, the little intro to the story on Facebook was if you need any more evidence or any more reason that why you need internet software, here it is. Mm. Because this happened six, seven weeks ago. It's happened again now. And if you don't have a backup of your stuff, you're, you're going to be a victim. Now, the other people that need to take note are, A, the bloke who runs Cadbury's IT department, good luck updating your LinkedIn profile. You're screwed. <laughs> I mean, here's the problem, right? WannaCry happened five weeks ago. Now, I've worked but, in... But was it the same? I know it was similar but different, right? But similar was but it different. The sa- it attacked a different part of Windows. doesn't matter. It's still yeah, a patch. It's a Windows server. It's, it was Windows server infrastructure it attacked, isn't it? It's still it, right? a patch, yeah. right? So <clears throat> if you're not patching your computer... You are vulnerable. Now, that's the message to people around Mm. the world, mums and dads as well. If you're not patching your computer, you're vulnerable. Now, the bloke that runs the Cabri IT department, as an example, knew that this vulnerability existed five weeks ago and hopefully patched their computers. Mm. Uh, How did that happen then? So what did he not patch them properly? Did he not patch them fully? What happens in a big organization is they go, oh, mate, if we patch them, that bloke over there runs this special bit of software. It might not work. That bloke over there runs the accounts. Their software is pretty special. might not work. So they go, oh, we won't patch them. We'll wait till the next release or something. Yeah. I'm sorry. Those two people that have got special software, worry about how it affects them afterwards because you've just shut your whole business down. But I'd like to think that a company like Cadbury, like the – the, the Danish oil company and all these other companies have got affected. Mm. Of course, they'd have they'd have the redundant backups. Surely, they'd have a redundant backup so that well, this this even though they're affected now, the hassle for them would be getting everything back online, getting all the information back to where it was, all the backups, restoring them. That's going to be the delay, isn't it? Yeah. So, but so, so NHS in, with WannaCry a few, few weeks ago, the example is they got the NHS back running in, within hours mm. because exactly that. They just went, radio, yep. restore all the backups from three hours ago. Because these people have sna- what they call snapshots in a, in a large organization. Yep. They can snapshot back to any time of day to find files, let alone anything else. Yep. <clears throat> and what happens is they, they can snapshot back to a t- point in time where they weren't infected. Mm. Um, so if you're not doing that, what are you doing? Like the right version of Time Machine, is it? Like yeah, on the Mac. It's a, yeah, yeah. it's a massive corporate yeah, Time yeah, Machine. Right. There you go. So <clears throat> I just think it's amazing that people could still be vulnerable. I think it's amazing yeah. that people and businesses are still ignoring the Windows updates. And um, I don't know what more warnings you need. Yeah, exactly right. I think that uh, in this instance, it was more of a, the businesses being affected. WannaCry was mainly businesses too. But... It, it's, I think, so many people, and people, not, not just you and me, but people in the industry, people that work for these internet security companies, they say to us, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're That's going right. to be attacked. So get this done. Update your software. Or we've put some tips. We've shared tips every single time this happens on how to protect yourself, what you need to do. But the it's alarming, the, the increase in... In ransomware, and Australia's a target. Australia's been a major target of ransomware. And oh yeah, the there were some stats that Norton oh they uh, were amazing. Semantic shared some good stats about it that the average ransom per victim went from a thousand and seventy seven dollars in two six twenty sixteen up from just two hundred and ninety four a year hmm. earlier. So how's that for an increase? And attacks grew forty four hundred more than four hundred sixty three thousand attacks. In 2016, up from 340,000 the year before. And so if it's you on think, the rise. If you think that looking at your emails isn't a risk, one in 131 emails contained a malicious link last year, highest rate in five years. Like, so if, they're if, not holding back, folks. Absolutely right. And I think it's it's a it's one it's a sort of like cyber criminals operate. It's a it's a it's a mass market thing. If you know what I mean, yeah. they target so many people. Hoping to get a few bites, That's and it. those few bites are still a lucrative return for. That's them. why the Nigerian scams continue to work, right? Yeah. Because there's a few people who fall for them. Most of us don't, but All a few fishing. people do. Yeah, exactly right. So, but, but here's here's the other bit though too. Do people pay the ransom? Well, I say no. No, absolutely not. It's a not. criminal. You, you're creating a market. If and, you and also, there's no guarantee, zero guarantee yeah. you're actually going to get paid. Absolutely right. Right. Yeah. So, if you pay the ransom. I can't guarantee you're going to get those files back. Mm. And you are basically flagging with them that you're a massive target for cyber and the, criminal. Yeah, and the, I'm a, I'm a, you're a, there's a market there. I'm, I'm someone yeah. willing to pay. So yeah. who do you think is going to get attacked next time? Yeah. You. So uh, patch your computer, install a solid antivirus, and be wa- be wary of what you click and where you click. It's, it's as simple as that, really. They're the three top tips from uh, the two blokes talking tech when it comes to avoiding ransomware. Absolutely. Two blokes talking tech, uh, get in touch. Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag. Uh, find us both on Twitter at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fennick.
Well, I'm sure, cast your mind back to your very first mobile phone. Mm. Was it a Nokia? Yeah, it was. It was an in-car Nokia. Me, Mine me was uh, Is that right? built in, yeah, yeah. Fancy pants, eh? Early yeah. on. There you go. Mine, I think, was the 5110 was my first okay. Nokia. Nice phone. It was, uh, yeah, it was a good phone. But Nokia's been a name that, that is, is synonymous with the the Remember when mobile phones came on the market in the 90s and Nokia was absolutely king of the market. That and ringtone was everywhere. Yeah, that well, someone, I don't know whether this was a joke or not, but they, someone said that in 1997, the Nokia ringtone was actually the number eight most popular f- song of the year. So that, that little tune. I don't think it hit the billboard charts, <laughs> but I think in terms of the things that were heard the most. It was popular, absolutely. Yeah. You know. But uh, look, Nokia's come a long way. They've had quite the journey. They've uh, they went from being once the iPhone was introduced uh, ten years ago. We'll talk about that a bit later. But the they the brand started. They were on the slide because mm. they had their own little operating system, the Symbian operating system that they acquired and thought, well, this is going to be the system to use. Yeah. Then the iPhone was introduced, and then Android was introduced, and then everyone thought, well, why why don't they go Android? Yeah. And I think Stephen Elop, who was the once the head of Nokia, said that they were late to the party. They'd already missed the boat slightly with Android. I think it was around two thousand nine, ten, and they said we'd we'd missed the boat. And there was already there there was it's, it was going to be dominated by one company. I think he was referring to Samsung. They were just going at it really hard, and they then that was the time then that Microsoft came along and formed that partnership. And long story short, here they are. They've they've uh, HMD Global, another Finnish company. Is of of long story it as, short, Stephen Elop ruined home. the company. Now he works for Telstra. But whatever. <laughs> there you go. Yes. So <laughs> shout out to Stephen. He's a, he's, he's a fan of the podcast. Yeah. We didn't we talk to him? He was. I spoke to him at CES. Oh, he okay, was at CES. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I was at a roundtable. I go straight to Andy Penn. Yeah, <laughs> no, Andy Penn was there as well. But anyway. Uh, Nokia is, they've returned home, I would like to call it, because HMD Global is a Finnish company. That's true. And uh, they have now have the rights now to market the and Nokia brand. we should point out, Nokia, the original company, still exists. They just really only sell mobile networks. They, they yes. sell really high-end well, Still stuff, very, right? very, very, uh, very successful. Big. Massive Very successful. Absolutely. But they, they've licensed, in the same way that BlackBerry in uh, was it Waterloo in Canada? Anyway, BlackBerry in Canada have licensed yeah. the BlackBerry brand to consumer level to Alcatel and TCL. Uh, Nokia have licensed their mobile phone consumer brand to uh, HMD. Yeah, the, uh, and the the big thing about these is that they're running Android. It's very it's rare. We've never seen Nokia of Nokia phone running Android no. before. So here we are with the Nokia three, the Nokia five, and the Nokia six. I went all out on the name. Reason do you re- <laughs> reason do they don't have a four? It's considered bad luck. What? There's never been a four in a Nokia model number. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, 33, it's 55, 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's considered bad luck. So that's why there's no Nokia four. There's Nokia three, five, and six. And yeah, yeah, they did go to town on the names. But the, the thing about them is that uh, at the launch uh, yesterday, they had the head of HMD Global, uh, Arto Numella, who Numella. I, I, I interviewed him on my on Tech Guide podcast, and you probably had him on your show. Talking didn't you? technology, yep. And uh, so we both had a chat to him, and he he's uh, he's a pretty a, a, a nice bloke who had been working for for Nokia since the nineties. So mm. he was there during the glory days, and now that they're back again, and he told me an interesting thing about how they're targeting millennials. No. With these so these are purely Android phones, and they had Google at the launch, and they're the no bloatware. It's just pure Android. But I remember him saying that the, the target is millennials because they, they're texting, they're doing everything. They've, they've always got the phone in their hand. And I, and I said, well, how millennials in Australia probably won't remember Nokia. How do they remember Nokia? This is a great And quote. he said, did you read this quote in my <laughs> yes. story? He said, and I'll quote him, he said, the love of Nokia. I'm trying to find the exact quote now so I don't misquote him. Oh, it doesn't he matter. he said, there must be something about Nokia that goes through the breast milk of mothers. Did he use that yeah. line for you too? No, I didn't get well, him to that level. <laughs> and, I, and I said, wow. I said, that's a, that's a good feature. I said, if you can do that. <laughs> but, but it's a good point, right? Because yeah. so the brand awareness for Nokia is their biggest um, biggest playing card right now. Because people love Nokia, people know Nokia, people had Nokia as, yeah. as, as kids, right? So the point is, how, why would a, a kid who's looking for a $300 phone, $200 phone, why would they buy a Nokia if they don't know what Nokia is, why they're better than Huawei or Oppo, right? Mm. And there's just this, it is, it's this inherent something that gives Absolutely. us this brand yeah. credibility. And that's all they need is that brand credibility to, uh, you know, do quite well. The thing is, right, 
So you've got three phones. What are they? 249, 299, 349? 249, 329, 329, and 399. So it's a very it's a, actually a really close price gap for the three of them. Very rare. You look yeah. at Sony, they'd go they'd go 499, 699, and 999. You know, they have brought it right down. And, mm. Do you know what? The Without um, you know, seeking your counsel on this, the two blokes talking tech stamp of approval on pricing, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> We've talked about this for mm-hmm. three hundred episodes. Yeah. Stop being idiots and and price them properly. You know, pricing the six at nine 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 will not sell. Yeah, forget about Why it. Why would you buy a brand new Nokia phone when you realize that it's just another company? It's not really Nokia, and they're just licensing a brand and they make a look good phone. Why would you buy that when it's up up against a brand like Sony or even the Samsungs? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Yep. But at three nine nine. Hello. Oh my God! Yes, you know, that's the biggest. Right. That's a big well, phone. It's you know. You said was, to me, it compares to the Huawei Mate yeah, Nine. Well, I, I agree. I think that, that it's very smart. They've got all this heritage uh, and these and the the way they presented themselves too. That was very Apple esque. The way that they they were talking about design and how it was mm. important the human touch and all this kind of gear. And and that 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 kind of that that sort of rung true with with sort of the memory of Nokia and how they've always been a good manufacturer. Yeah. They've always manufactured good devices. But the price point and that aggressive that aggressive pricing, I think they're going to do really well because I held I've had the Nokia six, the Nokia five, and you've you've tried them yourself. Yeah, we looked at them that, in Barcelona. Yeah, well, I think these are comparable. The six at least is comparable to phones that are three, four, five hundred dollars more expensive. Mm. And like I've only held it in my hand for ten minutes, and Dolby six, the sorry, the Dolby six, the Nokia six has got Dolby Atmos on board. Mm. And I heard and it dual through speak, dual front-facing speakers. It sounded brilliant. Yeah. If you're listening to content, it sounded phenomenal on a $400 phone. Yeah. I think that it's going to be very competitive. And I think what's going to appeal as well is the lightness of the phone. Not yeah. in the weight of it. I mean, the, in the Google aspect of it. Yes. It's a pure Google experience. It's Regular no, security no updates. They're doing all yes. the things you need to do. Yeah. He's, he's ticking all Retail the boxes, wise. Yeah. JB Hi-Fi Harvey Norman. Late Telcos. July. Telcos, I haven't announced yet, but a phone that cheap. Do you think you they're going to get to Telcos? Well, they mentioned that they were in discussions with Telcos, and, mm. and I'm just me thinking out loud. I reckon it's a special for someone like a Vodafone or a Virgin Mobile. Yeah. So one of those brands. I'll tell you what I reckon. I don't disagree, but I reckon they're holding off on the Telco announcement for a couple of months. They'll sell a bunch of in in in, in yeah. direct retail, and then Telstra, or Vodafone, but more likely Telstra mm. will say, "Radio, we're going to stock the Nokia five. And the Nokia thirty three ten in three G, yeah. Well, that was that was another thing we asked as well. Yeah, about the because initially we saw that at Barcelona that was a two G device. Yeah, so that's right. For Australians, it's useless. And but, I can tell you right now yeah. that that was a deal was done with an Australian telco to stock that phone in the Australia thirty three ten. Yep, yep. And the deal was removed um, because, as I insinuate, and I know nothing genuinely, but I insinuate that another big telco went no, no. Mate, do the deal with us. It'll be three G, and we'll sell sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Although I reckon too, there's already rumours of a Nokia nine. They're mm. talking about a nine. So there was there was a, a bit of a cryptic reference to. I think someone asked a question at the launch. Okay, are you going to look to do more expensive models, tablets, etc.? And the the if you, you have a look around the, on the interwebs, the rumours are pretty strong that there's a nine that's going to be the sort of the no, not quite an iPhone challenger, but like a, a Huawei Oppo challenger. Mm. That that's, I think that would be maybe Tel, Telstra, Telstra might say, Sky. look, you know, we'll, we'll, we might not get you this time, but Nick, we'll have a look at the nine. We'll 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 range that. And let's be more let's expensive. be clear, that's what happens in this world. That, that Telstra knows oh, about the they nine. Have looked at it they've already, done the deal yeah, with absolutely. the nine, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I'm going to say it, and you've probably seen some of the same things. I, yeah. I met with one mobile provider in in Barcelona who showed me like the next two years worth of devices. And it's like, well, yeah. that's really annoying to me now because how do I let go of that vision? And secondly, yeah. um, that's very exciting. And so that's what the telcos see and, and do, and that's how Absolutely. they make those longer-term deals. And, and these decisions aren't made just overnight. They're made months, oh, years yeah. in advance almost. They're made several yeah. months in advance for sure. But the, the telco partners, nothing announced yet. Will they show on the sales radar? You've got to remember that Samsung, Apple, Google sold on the last, showed on the last, um, uh, Alcatel is showing on the last, I think even Oppo showed in the last, but it's, it gets very narrow down there. Mm. Could they come in at Google levels? I'm going to say they'll beat Google like first first month. I think so too. Well, I think once people see these in their hands and see the quality and see our reviews, they're, they're going to see that they're 
Nokia is very serious about this. The designs for the price, they're punching way above their weight. They yeah. look good. They, they feel good in your hand, good features, really nice screens. They've got this special feature with like a, their polarized screen. So even in bright sunlight, you can read them really clearly. So they've yeah. thought of all those little things so that they're ticking all the boxes for the millennial customers and anyone else who's considering a, a smartphone that doesn't want to spend big money. Yeah. I think that's a, it's an option. And if you're 22 and wondering why you're thinking of a Nokia, blame your mum. <laughs> that breast milk. That's it. What about if you weren't breastfed? What happens then? Well, you're maybe buying a, you're buying an iPhone. Carry care and their uh, <laughs> their formula had it built into them. Maybe Nokia have shares. Was it in imported them. from Finland? Well, exactly. That, that, you need uh, to check that. <laughs> Two. I don't even know the name of those. Bro, my kids are that long. Carry care is one, mate. Is yeah, right? no, I'm, I'm across it. It's not still, that long ago. Still for me. kids aren't on the bottom. Would have spent a million dollars on that crap. There you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, crap. Me it's too. the food for the kids. But, you know, exactly. Tell me, what keeps your kids alive? That's okay. Two bikes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, you already know Arlo by Netgear, the worldwide leader in smart home security and the creator of the world's first 100% wire-free, waterproof HD security camera. Now get to know the new Arlo Pro with even more features, including two-way audio that allows you to talk to your kids, pets, or whoever's at the front door right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has quick charge, rechargeable batteries, night vision and live on-demand streaming. And yes, it's still 100% wire-free and weatherproof. So you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up and you can check in on your home or business from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone, tablet or computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detecting and never miss a moment with free cloud recording for seven days. Visit arlo.com slash au for more info. Arlo and the new Arlo Pro by Netgear, every angle covered. They love a good location controversy, don't they, these social networking apps? Absolutely. I mean, fair dinkum. Uh, what is it? Monday morning, uh, Snapchat releases a new feature called Snap Maps. Now, the concept, I can see it in a boardroom situation, them going, we should do this and it would look good if you could open a map and see all the big events happening and, you know, just zoom in on them and, and see, the, see the messages. So, you know, when we were at the cricket, there might have been uh, the Edgebaston um, story and you could zoom in on the map and click on that and see that story mm -hmm. as opposed to having to try and find it some other way. It also has this amazing heat map feature so you can see where the hotspots of things are even if there's no story being created by an event. Problem is... All your friends appear on the map as little icons and little people. Now, let's be clear. A friend on Snapchat is someone that you're following and they're following you back. That's essentially a friend. And a lot of people say, it's not a problem. It's all good. Now, you know what? I've left it on because I don't care. I know the people who I've friended on Snapchat and yeah. they know where I live. All three people. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that's just, no one uses it. It's a crappy app. Um, <laughs> it's, well, it's being smashed by Instagram, let's be clear. But my concern here is... The 15-year-old girl, the 14-year-old boy, who are just adding every bugger. They're just going, oh, yeah. you add him, add him, add him, add her, add her. And they're just adding people. And, you know, a percentage of those people are adding them back. Yeah. And if you enable this it's feature... It's a numbers game for them. They want, they want to appear... Exactly. They want to be Snapchat famous. If, if you add all those people, they're going to be able to see where you're on a map. Now, mate, I opened this up and I could see where one of our listeners lived because I'm mates with him on Snapchat. There you go. Zoomed in. I went, mate, I had his address anyway, but I assume... <laughs> <laughs> Creepy uh, Only because he bloody wins prizes. Um, zoom in and, uh, and I could see where he was. Mm. So it's accurate to the, to the street level. Yeah. And, well, mate, it, it's a it real shows, worry. It shows your own location. And all the Whenever you open friends. the app, by the way. But here's the disturbing part about it. And my, my youngest, all my kids, are, uh, all my two, Aaron Snap and Hayley, they're Snapchat fanatics. They, they use Snapchat a lot. Even they said, what a terrible feature. Why would oh, you really? have that? Even they, I'm thinking, wow, the, the, these are the avid Snapchat users. So I think you're but, right. Your, your, your late teen, early 20s kids are yeah. smart enough to know what it is. But those 14, 15-year-olds, they're going yeah. you open it up and it goes, do you want to be a ghost or do you want to share it with your friends yeah. or just some but of your friends? That's the issue I reckon too. they click friends going, it's just my friends. Exactly right. They're not no, your but, real friends, kids. But the issue, I think, the, the, probably the biggest issue is that it's on by default when you do the update. The up, there's an update to the app and it's on straight away you've got to then disable it that that's the thing that i was a bit cheeky i think for snapchat to offer that maybe suggest it in the settings but not have it on by default that you've got to then work out how I to think turn though, it off as soon as the i will in their defense when you first open the map it does ask you straight away um whether you want to be in it but my, the word friends is the wrong word for any association online i mean mm. you're not snapchat you're not friends you're snapchat friends 
And see, yeah. for a teenager, as a parent, I just think, no, no, mate, if they've never been to our house or they're not in your class at school, they ain't your friend, mm-hmm. right? Sorry, full stop, not happening. Um, if there's some person that you've, you know, that followed you online because they saw your YouTube video, your podcast, or you posed in a bloody bikini and shared it and everyone followed you, yeah. do you know what I mean? That's the kind of crap that goes on on the internet. Is that how you get extra friends, mate? Well, totally. <laughs> These man boobs work beautifully <laughs> in a bikini. <laughs> I just got to try. There's get, your get, vision. I got to try to get that out of my Ladies head Ladies and gentlemen, Jeez. good luck with that. Well, anyway. <laughs> The, uh, so it's that, just a warning, I think, for parents. It, it is. It is a. It, it is a, a, a very good warning for parents. And I, I wrote, and we both wrote the story, and I aimed it at parents. My, my readers totally. on my on and my site tend to be a little bit older. They tend to be parents themselves. Totally. And I aimed it at them, and it, it went really well that story because a lot of people thought, oh, "Hang on a minute," and you see in the comments people saying, "Oh, look, hang on, did you know about this?" And so they, 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 it started. Yeah, it started totally. the conversation. It alerted them to the problem. But the we, we should point out the location services on a, on an app. It's not unusual because no. it exists on other apps too. I think, and you need location services in Snapchat to do all oh, yeah. the cool filters and things. Exactly, I right. get that. I'm not suggesting turning but that off. Being able to locate friends is not a first. Like, uh, will Apple have the Find My Friends app? Great. Feature. Biggest difference here, though, is that you the people that that you want to find and and vice versa all have to approve on it so you can't i can't track you without you knowing and approving that yeah. i am tracking you yeah. so like my, my the example i use is that say you were with your mates at a at a music festival or a concert or something you could all turn on find my friend so you know where everyone is after the concert if you want to meet up again later yeah so they, a feature that you can then, and you can even set a time limit for that that kind of location yeah. as well. Those things this are cool. One, this one never had that. It was, this mm. was just on a map. We can see where you live and see where you are right now. So yeah. it was a bit creepy, a bit stalker, and uh, easily easily turned off if you go into yeah. ghost mode. Turn it off, kids. Turn it off, folks. Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, if you're listening to this on June the 29th, mm-hmm. it's exactly 10 years since the iPhone went on sale. Wow. Uh, in, in 2007. In the US. Because it, it was that first one was never sold. It was here. US, <clears throat> UK, and also in France later in the year. Which shows how far Australia's come. Because we're now, in, we're now US, UK, Australia. Top tier we are. That's it. Definitely. We got our first iPhone 2008. It was the iPhone 3G. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also was the same year that the App Store was created. But uh, 10 years, I can remember, do you remember seeing that first iPhone? I was one of the, I was. I remember seeing it, I remember going to E3 in 2007. It was about a week after it had gone on sale. Mm. And it was, I remember, we, it was the year that E3 was in Santa Monica. Mm. Santa Monica rather than at do the you know what, I, I don't remember it that well because I can tell it was exactly 10 years since I joined Facebook today. Um, I got the little anniversary thing come up and I I wasn't doing, uh, I started doing tech shows somewhere in 2007. I don't remember where, um, at 2GB at night. So I wasn't massively, you know, I wasn't across every news story. I didn't need to be. I was doing sport. I was. And the minute we both came from sport to tech, there you have it. The minute that I arrived in Santa Monica, went straight up to the Apple store just to see this thing. Yeah. And it was, it was one of the, it's one of those products that when you see it, you think, it was a wow moment. You're yeah. thinking, wow. You, you, you remember when, when Steve Jobs did the key, when he unveiled it, and everyone thinking, wow, I was, was going nuts over it. Mm. But actually seeing it in your hand, I still remember the feeling thinking, this is incredible. This is a game changer. And and the, I, I still love it. It's not 10 years since the keynote. That was a long time, a long time before. 10 and a half years it was. That's right. Yeah, January um, But this, we're talking about when it went on sale. Yeah. But, you know. The keynote still rings true in in just talking about the phone itself, you know, an iPhone, a phone, an internet communicator, and an iPod. Remember what he said: a phone, yeah. an internet communicator. Yeah, so you're getting, you're getting this. You're getting it's this. Well, three devices. It's yeah. one device. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was so smart. It was so cool. It was so well done. And um, and the thing is, it has genuinely revolutionised communication. Absolutely. You, you can't you can't doubt that, right? It's yeah. it's unbelievably changed the way things work because. Android wouldn't exist in its current form if the iPhone didn't no. exist. No way. That's just, you can't, that's just but not a lot. What, what what really impressed me though was that at first, well, in 07, mm. it was just the iPhone. There was no app store. So yeah. the pure fascination, and I had one. I brought one from back from the States, unlocked it, and this thing, you would, you it, people would stop in the street to look <laughs> at it. Even in the office, I had people gathered around my desk 
looking at it, just ooing and ahhing over the, the, the pinch to zoom and the scrolling through the contacts. See, this is the thing, right? You've got to remember that before the iPhone, to, to yeah. zoom in, you had to find the plus or minus button, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I remember, and this is not back 10 years ago, but I remember doing a thing with um, senior Australians or experienced Australians at Telstra stores and showing them how to use an iPad. And because they were like half the room was just never seen one, you'd put a, an iPad in front of them and you'd open up Google Maps. And I'd say, now put your fingers together. This is how you put your fingers together on the screen. Now pull them apart and now pull them together again. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> and do you remember him that going, do you remember him scrolling through the phone and then he'd get to the top of the list and he'd go, look at that bounce. Look at that rubber band effect, yeah, you know, yeah. things that we just don't <laughs> even notice or take for granted anymore. Well, Swiping Apple. through songs, yeah. just having them appear on the screen. It was such a different it was device. absolutely brilliant. And, and, and this week, we uh, Wall Street Journal released a great video. There were two things, actually. Two things. The first thing I'll talk about is, uh, David Pogue was the at the time was the New York Times See, he's, tech guy. Back then, he was the only person I had any uh, he, any, he's any a connection genius. with. Very funny guy. I've funny met, guy. I've great met him a couple videos, of times. Lovely he's a really bloke. funny guy. And he he was one of four journalists that was seated with mm. the device. There was him, him, Walt Ed Baig, Walt Mossberg, and another dude from Newsweek whose name escapes you at the moment. And he actually brought them back together this week for a little right. retrospective video. I haven't seen that. And said, and said, look, you know, what, what were your initial thoughts? He goes, oh, at first, like Walt Mossberg was saying, at first I was going to throw it out the window. I couldn't type on it properly. But he could see that this was a game changer. Mm. And they all sort of gave their input about David Poe did a brilliant review where – uh, he was because it was so secretive. Like Apple mm. seated him with a phone a week or two before, and and we think just, some of our you know one week <laughs> yeah, embargoes yeah. are secretive. Imagine oh, having the yeah. first the iPhone. first iPhone, yeah. and he did a great video. It's it's on you, you'll see it on you search on the internet. He's like David Poe 2007 iPhone review, and he's it's set up like he's meeting a secret agent in the park and. He's given a, an NDA and he, he goes through like five pages and signs at the end. And then he's given a little suitcase. And then the guy says, and remember, we'll be watching you. <laughs> and so he goes through this whole week and people are talking about the iPhone and he's got it in his pocket and he's, and he's trying to resist tell, tell them about it. And then he does a, a song in the line yes. set to, um, I did it my way. Mm. Just genius. But the other video that was fascinating was the former Apple engineers that yeah. worked on the project. Forstall. There were three guys. There was Scott Scott Forstall, who was the iOS head of iOS. There was also um, two other engineers whose names escape me at the moment. But it is it is if you go to Mac Rumors, it's a, there's a great video they've put up there. Mm. But they were talking about the the I think it was called Project Purple, and initially, and this was mentioned in Steve Jobs' biography. Initially, that multi-touch was going to be for a tablet device. Mm. And then Steve Jobs, and they remember Scott Forstall and Steve Jobs having lunch together and they're both complaining about their cell phones and how bad they were. And then Steve Jobs getting the idea to say, you know that touchscreen we're working on? Do you reckon we can shrink it down to the size of a phone? Mm -hmm. And that was the seed. In 2005, Boom. they thought, right, work, we're going to work on that now. And the guys was talking about how they they were trying to work out the multi-touch and the, the the keyboard was rubbish. They couldn't get the keyboard right. Mm. It's a fascinating insight. It, very rare. You never heard that hear, hear that from usually with Apple at all. But these are former Apple employees, yeah. so they were willing to talk about it. But the amount of work and stress and how tough Steve Jobs wanted. He goes, "We are nowhere. You got to do something. You got two weeks, or I'm giving it to another engineering team." And these guys thought, "Oh, geez, well, we better pull our fingers out now." And, really worked hard and then when Steve Jobs saw the first prototype the guy said that he didn't Steve Jobs never said anything he just leaned back said nothing no reaction and then he said show it to me again and he they knew <laughs> the guy that's what he said he goes I knew we'd blown his mind <laughs> and that was the birth of the iPhone and you know what um I think that is that is the power of the iPhone over the industry um as I said you know think about and you know what? This is Apple's thing, right? They didn't invent the smartphone. They in, they, they created the, the the modern smartphone in well, the same the, way that they didn't invent the music player. It's a computer. Oh, for yeah, sure. The, the, how I looked at it back then was every company was coming from the phone side. Nokia, BlackBerry, they were phone companies. Mm. Apple was coming it to, to it from the computer side. Yeah. It was yeah. a computer that made phone calls rather than a phone oh. that could be used as a computer. It's an internet communicator. It, it was, was an it, iPod. Exactly. It, it was a phone. And it was that I think was the the approach that was the game that, that shifted everything, literally turned it on its head. 
But the the one-two punch that the iPhone delivered was, yes, at first, that amazing, the fascination for the the, the technology. Wow, this is a, I can look at websites properly yeah. on my phone. But the next part of it, the evolution of it was the App Store. And the yeah, power it, it, that that brought. It, and again... You know, you build it, they'll come. They built the iPhone and then this this amazing app store to follow. Yeah. And and I remember getting the first that first iPhone and jailbreaking it to yeah. unlock it to use it for the Optus network. And the jailbreaking community, it was they'd already developed these little mini applications that ran on the like it'd be like a little game or something. Yeah. They were already in existence on that original iPhone. I remember downloading from this this bodgy app store, this this wasn't yeah. even called the app store, it was the jailbreak store, whatever it was called. And putting these little mini applications on it and thinking, wow, this phone can do this. And you can imagine someone showing Jobs that and him going, well, that's just that's awful. Like, how are they doing that? We need to control this. Absolutely and that's the birth right. of the App Store concept, and right? And it was a year later. So then a year later. So how's this for Sydney, Australia getting our first iPhone, App Store opening, and the first uh, Apple Store. The Sydney Apple Store opened yeah. as well in 2008 as well. So yeah. the, the big three big events happened for Australian customers of Apple. Lots happened in those 10 years. Like a lot's oh, happened. Well, I, I did a little evolution of the, of the device mm. and it was fascinating to see how the design changed and then the storage sizes changed. The cameras got better. Yeah. It was just a perfect... You know, I've always said, you know, whenever we talk about Apple devices and how they always leave themselves a path of progression. They don't give you everything first. Mm. They always leave a little bit of a path so that the next one's a little bit better than the one before. Mm. But the first iPhone was a 2G phone. Mm. No, uh, had no flash on the camera, had no front-facing camera, sealed battery, no expandable memory. So you can you can imagine then the next one will be 3G yeah. and it'll have And the S the 3GS was my first iPhone and the S stood for speed it was 3G and, and they added the speed yeah, yeah. they added all that they basically went it's just better right and the S has stuck with it over all these yeah. years to yeah. the point where we will get an iPhone 7S this year without real question yeah. um you, you know your if your favorite memory is the original iPhone I'll just say to you mine mine is and it's it's again for us it's it's, it's kind of a little bit media nerdy but for me it was the 4 because yeah. I had the four before it went on sale here, so that we we still weren't in the in the lead group in for the four, mm. um, and the four was the one that was uh, antenna that was, gate, yes, and it was Gizmodo leak, right? Yes. Well, I, I was, was at that. I was at uh, that was announced at WWDC mm. in 2010. I was yep. there. I was there. There was two of us there. Me and Gary Barker from Fairfax. I was working for News Limited back then. Yeah. And that was when he announced it. That's when he also told everyone, he introduced FaceTime and told everyone to turn the Wi-Fi off. Yeah. So he could do the proper FaceTime. So call. I remember, I, you know, I couldn't really connect all the dots anymore, but there was a guy on Facebook, like a, some, like a distant friend, not really close, who had an iPhone. He was trying to find out how to make it work in Australia because it was locked to the AT&T network. Mm -hmm. But it was locked on a contract. wasn't going to happen. And I said to him, I said, mate, can I get it? Like, can I just, can I borrow it? I remember meeting him at a, a Chinese restaurant in Goulburn Street in the city mm -hmm. and it had the box and everything. And the next day I did a cross on Channel 9. It was kind of because I'd been doing a current affair. I don't know. Anyway, it was like one of the first really big TV crosses I did. It was the morning news mm -hmm. and I stood out the front of the Bondi Apple store, which was reasonably new. Um, and the f funny thing was this was before I really had a relationship with Apple. Like mm -hmm. I knew them, but I didn't know the mechanics of how they work and everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember them going, you can't stand here. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just doing a TV cross. And I was like, right in the middle of the doors, <laughs> right? So I'm a meter out from the door opening, but I'm just so standing in the middle of the doors. this is the launch of the iPhone in Australia. It had already been released in the US. Yeah, though. but it right. hadn't, it was, the, it was the day before the launch and I had it. And so, uh, you know, in Apple world, that's just like, yeah, what the hell are you doing, forget buddy? Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> but it was antenna gate. It was the grip and all that kind yes. of stuff. So we talked about all that. Yeah. I mean, it's just. And, and, and the antenna gate was an interesting one too, because they, they even held a special press conference. I remember it was a Saturday did, morning. It was Sydney a small time. group of people. Yeah, it was in the. It was at the Apple headquarters. Yep, and that's on YouTube too. If you want to check it out, and they did all these studies. They addressed about the whole thing, the, the death grip, and all this kind of gear. And, uh, so, and and to be clear, right now I went to that Telstra lab where they do the blue tick testing in Western Sydney. Um, can't tell you where it is. What what do you think? <laughs> but anyway, that when they do their blue tick testing, they have five different grips. Of the phone, and yeah. they test it under five different grips because I don't want to break it to you, folks. There's no antenna sticking out the top. The antenna's built in. Yeah, so it you're was, always going to impede the antenna. It was a solid beat up though, antenna. Oh, game. massive! It was a huge. It was a genuine up. issue yeah. because if you if you squeezed it tight oh, enough, yeah. it would happen. But, but you, you could do that. Mate, and it's Apple as good as Bengate. Apple's it's as good as Bengate. Exactly right. But Apple, and very rarely do they bring other products to the table and show you other products. Mm. They yeah. demonstrated that you could do that with other phones. Yeah. 
So it was it was unusual in, in many ways. But yeah. uh, no, my first memory was having the original iPhone and then the year after when it came out in Australia, I was a little bit like David Pogue. I had it a fair, what, fair time before mm. the official launch and just couldn't show anybody. And uh, everyone was saying, oh, wow, you heard about the iPhone? It's coming to Australia. And, and it's, I'm thinking, I've got it right in my pocket. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a phone in your pocket? <laughs> yeah, Two blokes talking you. tech, reminiscing 10 years of the iPhone. Details of Stephen's kind of chronological look at the iPhone at techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, another victim of the streaming wars has uh, found its way into Australia, uh, Pandora which has actually been around for, for quite a while. Um, it's shutting five, four, five years. It's yeah. shutting down. So um, it kind of rumoured very early today that they'd laid off their staff and they'd be shutting down soon. And a spokesperson for Pandora confirmed, uh, after diligent analysis, we've decided to discontinue our operations in Australia and New Zealand and expect to wind down the service for listeners over the next few weeks. So Gonski. just in Australia and New Zealand, still yeah. going in the US. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's making money in the US. I've got no doubt. Yeah. It's huge there. Mm. It's a funny thing. I've never liked it. Never mm. liked it because it's not my style. Like, I'm actually not a massive, um, you know, just discovery of music person. Yeah. Uh, I'll listen to WSFM because they play the music that I like, right? And I'll, I'll listen to my Apple playlist because it discovers just yeah. like more Farnham, just plays basically. John Farnham all, yeah, exactly. All day long. That's right. Um, and and Spotify has some really good daily mixes that I that I like. Um, but I just never got into it. But what's interesting to me here is a massive reaction to this story today. It's still going crazy. Um, I just didn't realize how many people used it. Mm. Here's the thing. I've had people say to me, well, dude, it's in my Holden. Because Holden in their MyLink system they have did. a Pandora and a Stitcher button. Ford have it too, don't they? Is that part Possibly, of the Ford yeah. offering as well? Yeah, I think Volvo do as well. So yeah. it's like a built-in thing. Now, most cars, some of the high-end ones do have a SIM card, but most of them require you to plug your phone in and yeah. activate the app. But, you know, it's it's like prolific. It's out there. And that's there because in the US it's so big, right? Mm. So it's just going to disappear here. But isn't it more a radio service? It's not it is, like yes. It's not like I can download an album. You hear mm. listening to different types of music. So you can't so. say, I want to listen to John Farnham Whispering Jack. You can say, I want to listen to John Farnham. Yeah. And then it'll play you a bunch of songs like that. Yeah. So you might end up at Bloody Elton John or something, right, in the and, long run. And they had a free model that was advertising Free model based. with ads and the, and the subscription model. And clearly yeah. neither was big enough to support yeah. the business. So, Gonski, and you think about it, RDO's gone, uh, Guevara's gone, uh, Mog was kind of became Mog. Beats, which became Apple yep. Music. You can't really yep. say that died. Um, JB Hi-Fi had a streaming service. Everyone had a go. Now Pandora and Spotify and Apple Music are left there. And, you know, people say Apple Music's a failure. It's just ridiculous because there's like 12 million paying customers. Hello. Up well, against sure Spotify's they, still doing very sure, well. Sure, they haven't beat Spotify, and they may not. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, folks, they're doing pretty well, and they're, they're not going anywhere. So... And they do have Spotify and and Apple Music for people that are Pandora fans. Give them a try because you'll find Spotify has a free version as well. Apple Music doesn't; it just has a free trial. Yep. Spotify does have a free ad supported version as well, and you but, can do but, that whole discovery thing through. And there. you can't play entire albums at a time, eh? You just get selections and with a free Spotify. No, ads. I think you can just not skip too many times, so you yeah, can't right. skip too many times. Okay. And, and then you hear the ads. You hear these stupid annoying ads and whatnot. <laughs> but they're like, it's is like it like radio. when's the last time you bought a CD? Well, you know, it's funny, um, and this is not Don't a... Don't say today. <laughs> well, the word today is very relevant because today, the Today Show launched a CD yes, celebrating 35 years. That, and yeah, I thought, yeah. oh, I'll have a listen to it. Yeah. And I went to Apple Music, I went to iTunes, and I went to buy it, and I went, oh, hang on a minute, I should check if it's in the streaming system. And it, it is. So I just stream it. So I didn't pay for it. I stream it. Okay. So, no, mate, it's been forever since I've bought a bloody CD. Yeah, I, I, I very rarely buy CDs too, unless it's a band I really like and I want to hear it in my car. Like my car, the CD seems to sound better than streaming Bluetooth for some, I don't know, my year just hears CDs better in my okay. car. So right. that'd be... Have you got like on your sun visor a CD set of no, CDs? You know, no, people that drive around just, with a sun visor with CDs on no, it? No, no, I don't. Like people, just in the glove box. Yeah, oh my God. Is there a six stacker in there? No, oh yeah, I think, oh, yeah, there is. Six, I six, six stacker in the, yeah, in the yeah. side of Ibiza. It was then, a good, good system. That. I then, think it was a Kenwood. But those people Got it installed that, at Strathfield Car Radio. But with the six stacker, then a lot of people who just get a bit lazy or forgetful, they just hear the same six CDs all the time. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, John Farnham, John Anthology <laughs> 1, Anthology 2. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, another thing I like, and, and now well, I don't really need to do this now, but another reason I bought the CDs sometimes was for the lyrics. Well, it was, it in was in the Apple liner notes. Well, that's what I was just about to say. It's now in part of Apple Music, so let's put the kibosh on that as well. But yeah. I don't know. There's still something about having physical ownership of a, of a CD of a band I really like. I remember. So we imported all my CDs, and they're now in the cloud, and they're part of Apple Music. So I've got yeah. the iTunes Match or whatever it used to be. They're all there. They, they're owned forever. We had a garage sale, and I'd throw it, put them all out the front. Yeah. And I remember very vividly. You know, got kids' toys out there. Ask people ask you about that. 
There was a bloke down there shuffling through him and he turned and he looked and he goes, who's the John Farnham fan here? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, that'd, uh, be, that'd be me. Got them all there, yeah. though. No, I, <laughs> if I you that. want them. I, rip, I remember <laughs> ripping all my CDs. Oh, I'm talking oh, yeah. years. Like, as soon as iTunes was available, I ripped every oh, yeah. CD I owned and then gave them all to charity. I took them down to the, the St. Vinny's and gave Which them away. Which is actually illegal. Is that right? Giving away CDs? Well, no. Oh, no. Um, ripping, ripping them was a ripping, technically illegal. No, no, no. Ripping's uh, completely legal, but you're meant to retain the physical copy ah, that you own. Oh, there you go. So under music rights. Don't tell anyone where I live, okay? Oh, yeah. Well, don't tell anyone <laughs> we're on the air right now. Hello. Hello, APRA AMCOS. You've got stupid regulations. I've actually met with APRA and AMCOS, right, about radio rights. I'm digressing massively here, but it was my, one of my first meetings at SBS as business manager. I had to redo the rights. You had to do something to justify oh, your title. Absolutely. You? And the money. Um, <laughs> so I sat down and I said, explain it to me. And after about three meetings, here's what I, here's what I understood what we were allowed to do. If I could get Billy Joel to come into SBS and use our musical instruments to record Piano Man, I was allowed to then, and he signed a, a, a waiver, I was allowed to play it on air. In any other circumstance, we had to have rights and, and all this. It was like so stupid. It was yeah. just... The whole because there's two people we've got to deal with. They've got to deal with the people who own the rights to the music yeah. and rights to the performance. It's yes. made it is the most complex beast under the sun, so and I so, don't wish upon it. So, what do radio stations do today? Does the they pay Billy a, Joel they, they pay they a get a few cents? They pay a percentage of their advertising revenue to APRA AMCOS, which ah. then goes distributed amongst the really? um, the the, ne- the so Billy Joel stations. got his five cents, did he? Out of that, I just didn't play it. There you go. And plus, well, they play you know Arabic music and stuff at SBS. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty poor example. So as I realised, as I realised, as I started signing the the approvals for people to use the massive studio that they had at SBS to record music, which I thought was just weird. You know, it was bands I'd never heard of anyway, so it wasn't really a massive issue. And they Jay, were willing to sign their lives like away. Jay Farnham, you wouldn't have a clue. I wasn't though. interested. It was. Uh, did you mention? Was there a, like U two and all these other bands that you would have no clue who they were back then? Or Bono? See, I'm across U two. <laughs> yeah, okay. See, I'm across it. Glaucoma, that's why he wears the glasses. Is that right? Isn't the yellow it? glasses? Yeah. He's got glaucoma. I think it's glaucoma. Seriously? It's, it's not because he's a dickhead. It's because I he's just got thought glaucoma. he just liked seeing the world through yellow colored glasses. I thought he was just an idiot. <laughs> well, this looks stupid. He's pretty rich too, you know. He is doing very well yeah. for himself. Yeah, I think out of out of the Facebook uh, stock that when they when they went oh, the IPO, yeah. oh, yes. I think he made uh, ninety million because he needed money. Yeah, mm. his little chunk of Facebook made him some solid cash. Oh, good on him. Yeah, yeah. two blokes talking to. You can see the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is a result of internationally patented technology to bring the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution, HDR plus wide colour gamut and local dimming for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 opens Netflix up to 4K HDR. You get Stan, Freeview Plus, along with YouTube all built in. Using the Hisense interface, customising your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The Hisense 4K ULED Series 7 TVs come in 50, 55, 65 and a massive 75-inch screen. See one for yourself today at your local electronics retailer. Hisense, see the incredible. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I want to bash Netflix in a minute for their pricing changes, but firstly, I, I am very impressed by a new feature, and I, I just want to cast the crystal ball ahead a bit here and think, could this change the way TV and movies work? And as a, as a movie aficionado as you are, yep. I challenge you this. Do you remember the Choose Your Own Adventure books? I do. As a kid. You'd so read, if you want to do this, read go to chapter. page 77. If you yeah. think they should go and attack the man, go to chapter 21 or page 21. If you think they should run and hide, go to page 35. And you could read multiple branches of the of the book, which some of which would end abruptly. Others would get mm-hmm. you to one of a couple of endings. Yeah. Netflix have introduced a Choose Your Own Adventure concept into the into the Netflix programming. So there's, there's just a kid's show at the moment called Puss in Book or something, but there's Puss in Boots, made by DreamWorks. <laughs> you know Puss in Boots. I was, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, was, I was wondering, I just heard the first word. I'm yeah. thinking, well, where's he going with You've this? Massive issues. You no, do. I don't. No, I okay. don't. Okay, massive issues. Okay. Puss in, in Puss Boots. Puss in Books, I think it's actually in called books. this show. But, but anyway. originally Puss in Boots is the What's the character? Yeah. The character in the movie is in, okay. in the show. Yes. So you, you kids turn the show on and they watch a couple of minutes and then it present, presents them with an option. And on your yep. smartphone, your tablet, or on your smart TV, you get to choose. Yep. And then I think 
I haven't got the numbers in front of you. I think there's like 10 or 12 variations of a theme yeah. through branches, and then there's two endings. Now, think about this, right? You're going to watch it again. I don't know whether yeah. you notice this with your kids, but certainly at my young kids' young ages. Harry will watch Octonauts on the iPad. Yeah. He'll watch the same episode. Oh, mate, my kids are the same. When they same were, episode. We'd watch the same hundred times. Yeah, we watch so, Mate, you know there's 50 episodes of that thing. Just watch <laughs> another one. No, mate, want to watch the Christmas one. Cheers. No worries, okay. Harry. I'll watch that yeah, as well. Cool kids, though, they, my so, kids are the same, yeah. So now they can watch the same show, but they can plot it differently. Now, they're, they're going to do three kids' shows here. That makes sense. It's yeah. all animated. The other one's called Buddy Thunderstruck. Now, think about TV shows. You could film multiple endings to Seinfeld. You could have multiple branches to a show like Friends. Yeah. You could make a movie and all those deleted scenes, because they don't fit the, the full length and the way yeah. the flows, you could add them in and let people choose. Don't you think that's an interesting and exciting way to create a new level of engagement in, in content in a world that isn't linear anymore? It's streamed. Absolutely right. Now, I was going to say that, that in, in this day and age where you're not watching on a, on a VHS player and have to fast forward to the part that you wanted to go to, mm. Uh, DVD allows that a bit better Blu-ray when as well. Old, when the VHS had kind of get the, the picture would look pretty bad yeah, when you kept pausing bit, it at the same gra- spot. Big grainy. <laughs> I don't know what Chicken sort of VHS corn. movies you are talking about there, mate. Chicken and corn. Yeah. You still got a few VHS? I saw, saw a few VHS tapes in your cupboard over yeah, there before, mate. Yeah, i got a few VHSs, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I think if, uh, and look. I'll, look, I'll whip some out if you want. They're if, my uh, early TV appearances. Yes, okay. Riveting. If um, if this is to uh, be successful, now is the time. You're right because it is a matter of it, we're, we can easily divert to other hey, the parts. The production of the movie. companies, the actors, everyone's yeah. going to love it because it's going to mean more work, more, more work within a show, more content. I think yeah. Well, I, I think that the you know everyone is obviously looking for the next big show and the, the next show to binge, and that's one thing. But then you find a good show and you try to do something different with it. Mm. I think that that's really interesting. Like if you look at I think the the shows that are more the more uh, spoken about around the water cooler the next day are those shows that are a little bit controversial, a little bit edgy, and people want to feel part of it. That they yeah, I watched it and I felt this, and I think they should have done that. So it does open it up. It does open it up to replayability as well. So if you if you like a particular show or movie, you you'll tend to go watch it again. So I think from from that perspective, then that's probably a good thing for the producers. Their their content's going to be seen in, yep. in all its forms. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the the demonstration with the kids uh, that's a good starting point because they're, they're the so ones who want to. Oh, yeah, what's going to happen here and this and that, and uh, it'd be interesting to see whether that would actually succeed with a a program that's been created for adults. Whether mm. it's a, and I don't mean that sort of adult adult. I mean no, for, I gro- for grown ups. Like Better Call Saul, billions. I, I couldn't see myself engaging with. It. I just want to watch. It. I want to sit and watch that. Exactly right. Well, that, that's half the attraction of it is you just sit there and just let it wash over you. If it's a good show, you will just want it to happen. But, okay, so think so. Forget the choose your own adventure thing. Think now, I'm going to, here's a curly one, David Attenborough, right? They make amazing documentaries, but they make them to time, right? So he'll be, you know, watching wildebeest go through somewhere and then he'll switch to elephants and then he'll go to the giraffes, right? But you could get to the end of the wildebeest. So they get to a piece where they would normally cut from the wildebeest to the elephants Mm -hmm. and you could choose, do you want to see the wildebeest continue on their journey? And there might be another... 20 minutes of footage you can just watch yeah. and then you so basically you're mm. extending the entire viewing experience and then you go to the, the elephants which then you could extend do you know yeah. what I mean it's like well, here's the show as as we package it yep. but if you want to stretch it out it's completely yeah. possible I've, I've seen content like that on Blu-ray they have they have what they call branching technologies if you, you choose right. to watch a certain you say you want to watch the it, it, it's done with uh, when movies are given the original version and the th- extended theatrical, theatrical version, version so yeah. you can choose which one you watch and if you choose the extended version, it'll go through the movie and then branch out to all those other scenes and then come back then where it's supposed to in the chapters. Mm. So that technology would exist on a disc as well, but it'd be even easier, I guess, if you're on Netflix or online. So, much, so it'd happen. But yeah, I think there's potential for that, especially if uh, for, for those sorts of shows. Like, you know, do, were you ever a Lost fan? Were you ever a fan of I Lost? I watched a, uh, probably a season come and go because my wife was massive, oh, massive I was into it. hugely it went into it. stupidly crazy, though, about like five yeah, seasons in. It was mid, just Midway through, yeah. But I, I watched every episode. I was, a, I was a Lost nut. I used to watch every episode. You are a Lost nut. Okay, yes, that's Stephen. right. We're yeah, here I'm, for you, mate. I'm still a Lost just nut. Just tweet him. At Stephen Fennick, Lost <laughs> nut. Hashtag Lost nut. Although that could get, oh, yeah. that could get awkward. Yeah. 
but uh, but no, I was a fan of Lost, put it that way. It's but I mean, a show like that where there's all the mystery that's going on and you can have a say in what they do next, I think that that would work. Depending on the show, it depends on the yeah, right yeah, show. Totally, yeah, totally, totally. I'd love for it to happen for sports, watching live sport, for South to score more tries and say, yes, Want more tries from South? That's please. not technically possible. <laughs> that'd be that. I would definitely vote. I don't for mean like in that. terms of live sport. I mean in yeah. South couldn't score yeah, more tries. Come on, mate. Um, but the big problem with coming Netflix off a win, is, by the way, we won our. Oh yeah, well done. Good yeah. on you. Whatever. Right. Don't really care. Dan shows Daniel Ricardo. Yes, I saw you do the little shoey, mate. Did you mate, do smash little... it. I was, mate, I was <laughs> off one. Yeah, yeah. I was half. I was half cut. I'd had three ruskies. Too. Is that right? Jeez. <laughs> so what was that? Was that the boot that you wore to uh, the Worldwide Developers Conference? Was yeah. that your? Was that your boot? Yeah. yeah. Jeez, it would have been a bit festy, mate. That one. No, after... mate. It was a quick pour drink. Is that it? it? Was yeah. Well, what did no, you actually drink out of it? Water. Okay. Yeah. So is that? Can that be classed? It doesn't have to be alcohol that's been drunk out of the shoe, or it doesn't what matter. What are you talking about? As a shoey, it's just got to be. I liquid. think the fact that you drink liquid out of a shoe is a shoey. Okay. But okay. what if Daniel Ricardo drank champagne out of it? Mate, a three thousand dollar bottle of champagne. There yeah, yeah. He just won yeah. the Abu, the uh, Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Yeah. Stunningly. Right. Stunningly. I, I, I even I watched that. That was that was really cool. Till one thirty in the morning. I was up. Watched the well, whole thing. Mate, what are you tweet me? I mean, hello. Well, I just it's sort like of you don't exist, with, mate. What are we not mates? Just, just enjoying it. What about this, it? listeners? I mean, he's just brushed me. <laughs> I didn't see you shoe until the next morning, though. Because every time, every time I get on Twitter, it says, in case you missed it, you're in that every time. <laughs> every time. I'm thinking, I'm sick of the look of this bloke. Why do I have to have it in case that you missed it? Do I come up in your in case you missed Never, it? Never, because you don't tweet, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're useless at it. I do tweet. No, you're not. You're not very I good do at it. tweet. Ladies and gentlemen, who's the best tweeter? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, who's the most, who's the most frequent tweeter? You no, would definitely no, get no. That. that wasn't the question. You would get that, that hands down. That was not the question. Hands down. Trevor the question Boone's isn't who's the most, it's who's the best. Yeah. We all know the answer to that. <laughs> So Netflix, uh, the Australian government has imposed, uh, amazingly, uh, a tax upon th- goods being sold in Australia. Breaking news, folks. It's called the GST and it's completely legal and stop you whinging about it, right? I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, we're trying to you know fund the, the nation and the economy here and you're whinging about yeah. paying an extra 10 cents on a friggin' Netflix subscription. Well, yeah. Anyway, they, they've, so Netflix has to now charge the GST. And so the prices have gone from $8.99 to $9.99, from $11.99 to $13.99, and from $14.99 to $17.99. And here's the thing, the 11.2% increase is kind of okay, but 20% on the top tier? So they've added a Netflix tax to the Australia tax. It's just hilarious that everyone whinged about this, and then Netflix bumps the price. Now, to their credit, two things. Still bloody cheap for what you get. Yeah, and secondly, the price it. hasn't changed in the couple of years they've been here. True. But what is I know Netflix, that's going to happen with Netflix, but what about other... Uh, overseas companies mm. that are going to now have to pay more of their share of tax in Australia. Oh, what well, are we? What can we expect to see? Like, I'll give you an example: Is Apple prices going to go up now? No, because they pay GST. But don't they divert a lot of their taxes to Ireland? And yeah, but that's that offshore. That, that's a so this is this isn't the same thing. That is a much more complicated. So you know, you run a business, and I went to my accountant. He said, "Mate, you've earned this much money. You're going to need to pay this much tax." Yeah. You and I go we- okay. Log on to internet banking and pay the tax. Yeah. Big companies go radio. Well, let's let's charge um, some of those. Um, exp- they basically create a bunch of expenses, and they say instead yeah. of paying fifty grand tax, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay my um, island company forty grand because that's the cost of the goods uh, that they provided, yeah. and that's that's it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an expense as yeah. a, instead of a tax. Yes. So, but that's different to Amazon Prime. So, for example, um, I asked Amazon Prime because you know Amazon Prime launched here and they were charging in. Um, uh, US, dollars. US dollars, right? Yeah. I asked them, will Amazon be collecting GST from Australian users of its service? And they answered, we are registered for goods and services tax and the price charge for Australian consumers is inclusive of goods and services already? tax. Already? It already was. Okay. This was, and this, I asked this in December last year, yeah. right? So they, from the day one, were doing it and Netflix was just taking the piss. You think Stan's going to sort of jump all over this? Too? No, because like they're, they're already charging it. Yeah, I know, but they're, they're going to be seen to be... Are they still $10 a month? Or 10 and 15 15 for the 4K? Yeah. So their prices aren't going to change, are they? Oh, if I was Stan, I'd be going with you know a fun Facebook and Twitter ad going, our prices aren't changing, 10 yeah. bucks a month, yeah, you know, you thumbs yeah. up, true, you know? True. Yeah. So look, I don't think we can bag them heavily. I only bag them because they do it at the same time. I think... It's a bit rich to, you know, hide under the cloak of the GST and, yeah. and increase your prices. And just jack it up, yeah. So the the fourteen oh, yeah. ninety nine is now how much? Seventeen ninety nine. That's an extra three bucks. That is, I mean, it's a lot of that's three dollars a month. Yeah, it's a bit. That's a, that's a coffee. That's a well, it's a Bundy can of Bundy can Bundy of passion Bundy. fruit. Is that what you were smashing the other night during the? No, that's Bundy passion fruit is a soft drink. Okay, the so lemon rusky is what I had, is that what you several had? of the other so night. Lemon yeah. and what? Vodka. 
There you go. Yeah. Tastes, right. mate, it just tastes like a solo. But with a vodka, with vodka. Well, even I don't taste that. Okay. It just tastes like solo to me. So you were just smashing them down, not realizing they were oh, alcoholic yeah. drinks. Or? Mate, I had them. I'm well aware. I bought them from a liquor shop. Okay. Um, but they're, just they're, for the record, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that Trevor actually drinks sometimes. I, I, I'm a total teetotaler. Well, but Trevor, I've seen I've seen Trevor just uh, chugging down a white wine occasionally. I'll nibble on a wine. It's all yeah. it's all good. You're what nibble, nibble on, on a wine? wine yeah. <laughs> and and your lemon ruskies as well. Nibble on a wine. Smash I'll a I, I guess, actually, I'll tell a lie. I do drink Bailey's. Bailey's with ice is that is that even alcohol? I know it's, I it's it is, slightly it? alcoholic. It tastes like a milkshake to me. But well, this, this is so when I I'll tell, I'll tell you. Let's digress happily. So. <laughs> Going through a tough period in life, and um, who and you were, yeah, you're yeah. telling a story went, now. Okay, I went to a wedding, a uh, okay. mate of mine's wedding, and I was on right. the bridal table. I was so in you the, were lonely. Thing. How and long ago was this, mate? Give us a time frame. It's 2001 ish. Okay, so before you met your bride, correct? Oh, 100. Let's be clear. Okay. Well, you were before single, I met her, single, well, I'm ready not, to mingle. I might not have been single, right? So, okay, so I had a, I had some wine at this event, and I went, that's actually not bad. Um, and so yeah. I started, but it was Rosemount Chardonnay. Yeah. And I went back Popular to Perth. Brand. I went yeah. back to Perth where I was living at the time. Oh. And I started buying Rosemount another, Chardonnay. Another, another layer of Trevor Lewis <laughs> yeah. you didn't know about. And I lived there Perth. for two years. Longest decade of my life. <laughs> um, anyway, so I started, Shout out to all our Perth fans, yeah, by the way, too. Hate the joint. Started. <laughs> <laughs> that's for other reasons, folks. Let's be clear. Yeah. Started. Uh, so I started drinking this bloody Chardonnay. Anyway, okay. so then I go camping with my brother. I go, come to Griffith and he's gone camp with his mates. So I'm, I'll go camping. Yep. And he goes to the bottle shop. He goes, what do you want? I went, oh, I don't I don't really drink. He goes, well, you, you drink? I go, I drink Rosemount Chardonnay. And he goes, you can't drink wine by <laughs> camping. So he goes in and he buys lemon ruskies. Ah. Because he goes, mate, they just taste like lemonade. Okay. Right? And they were okay. And so that's all I drink. Because you know me, yeah, I don't yeah. try new things. Yeah, so exactly, yeah. I was that's, forced that thing upon yeah. me by my brother. Yeah, right. And, and it stuck. And it stuck. But but it, it being... Just uh, ask Bob Fulton, mate. Laughs a lot. Because we went to Bozo's farm with um, with the one iron and Bowen. Yeah. And we filled a Holden Commodore wagon with just alcohol. Like it was yeah. just ridiculous. Right? Like we went to the Springwood Bottle on the way driving out to the Quambo, which is like eight hours drive. Bowen and, and Gav would buy like three cases of beer. I bought two cases of UDLs and a case of Ruskies. <laughs> and I turn up and Bozo's just gone, what the hell is this? Using slightly was, other words. Because he's like, he's like, when are the girls coming? <laughs> so it's a ladies drink, is it? Yeah, it could it's be like described. It could right? be described as a mixer. Okay. Anyway, two blokes talking that, drinks. That explains a lot. It does. It really, really does. No, it really, really does. Well, that's it's good. The, Tell yeah. us, tweet us your favourite uh, your favorite drink that doesn't taste like alcohol as well. But is it one yeah, of the dangers get, of let's that? Let's get Fennec and drunk. I, and I might, well, no, that, that has happened. And uh, I remember one time... We're sort of on the Mate, theme. don't tell us a footy trip story. No, no, That'll no, get us I, taken I, off the air. I won't. I won't <laughs> tell you the whole story, but the I remember being in New Orleans at this New Orleans. At, at this bar where they were selling their their drinks were called Hurricanes. And it tasted like soft drink. It was just it, it was I was just Did you not know? smashing them down and thinking this this is just like it was like a, a, a sweet cordial or something. Mm-hmm. And um off your nut. It was it was uh, a very big surprise when the fresh air hit me in the face. Then when I walked out of this mm. bar, but um, similar to the lemon ruskies, you could you could easily throw them down, thinking that yeah, it's just a mm. sweet drink, and then the alcohol just goes boom. Tweet us your favourite drink. Yeah. Ziggy Zaggy the hashtag <laughs> two blokes talking alcohol. been an hour and about 30 minutes of that has not been tech. There you have let's it. Let's be honest. Well, let, let's keep these to a minute then, shall we? You keep something to a minute. I'll try my best. All righty-o. I'll try my uh, best. Stephen's going to kick it off with a uh, Logitech keyboard and mouse. Yes, the MK850 performance wireless keyboard and mouse works with Macs, works with PCs, also works with your mobile devices. It's switchable. So if you've got your, your computer, you can also switch it to your, uh, your tablet and your phone, iOS yep. and Android. With the, I have the that on my switches. Logitech keyboard here. Uh, it's, it's designed also for comfort. So you've got a nice wrist dress. It's a nice little arch in the keyboard, in the key, so that you can rest them comfortably. The mouse is really easy to use as well. Great, uh, great scroll on the, on the mouse as well. Uh, the the keys are really soft and quiet as well. So unlike some keys, like you know the really flat Mac keys yeah. on the MacBooks, they're a bit, bit noisy. Yeah. These the the keys on this one's got a bit more travel. They're really easy and smooth to use. So not not too noisy if uh, if that's something you're after. Uh, but the a really handy thing is that they've also got dual labeling as well. So if you're using it on a Mac, the the white or the grey part of the key 
is for your Mac if you're using it, mm. and the white part of oh, the okay. key is if you're a Windows. So you so got the, you there got are the some keys and the Windows two, yeah, key so and all those different things. So there's a there's a key that's got Alt, which would be in the Windows, but it's also got the um the command the command option yep. for a, for a Mac. Oh yeah, so I've got yeah, that here on, on my Logitech. Well. Yeah. There you go. So uh, that that's that's good news if you're a Mac user and all as well as a PC user as well. The only couple of things I found with it is that sometimes you would get a a bit of a lag on the keyboard, like so you know when you're typing and then. You, you, you type and then you wait for the letters to appear and then it'll appear one after the oh. other really slowly. That could be more to do with my Bluetooth connection than the actual keyboard. The mouse did the same thing sometimes too, but that was rare, a rarity. It was it was really nice to use, a uh, really nice keyboard and mouse combination, 169.95. And you only went a minute 47. There you go. That's still Jeez, longer than close, a minute though. Close. For a minute review, Stephen, hello. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig. Well, two issues. Yeah. Firstly, how is this tech? And secondly, how is this tech? <laughs> well, a coffee the, machine. <laughs> well, there is a LCD screen in it, so that sort of qualifies oh, it. That's it. Qualifies it as you know. Being a I tech use product. a longbow to get some of the interviews up in my radio show, but yeah. that's that is well, that is it's tipping an appliance. It, mate. Appliances are smart appliances now, so it, it, it okay. fell. It fell. Into I would, that. mate. You know, what? I was just going with it. Plugs in the wall. Exactly right. It does use electricity. So, but there is a there is a touch screen. We're talking about the Breville Oracle Touch. This is a coffee machine. They call it an automatic coffee machine. We've seen plenty of those that, uh, and you're not a coffee drinker. I'm no. a coffee drinker. I spend a lot of money on coffee. You're, I'm a, you're very, a coffee snob. I'm a fussy coffee drinker as coffee well. Coffee snob. And what this does in your home can give you the whole barista experience without you having to do everything. You still have to do some things like uh, switching over the porter filter and uh, steaming the milk and pouring the milk. But everything, uh, everything else, this does the heavy lifting in terms of giving you the right dosage of coffee. So between 19 and 22 grams, it's really, there's a science to it. It also does the tamping, which means it, it, it pushes the coffee down securely in the porter filter. And then you can also choose the temperature of your milk. So altogether, you, there are different coffees you can choose from. You can even set your fir- your personal favorite if you like a certain strength and and, and temperature of your milk. Mm-hmm. You can set that in the memory of the of the uh, of the device as well on the touchscreen. So you might put Trevor down, and that's your brew, and I have Steve, and that's how I like to make the coffee. So we live in together now. Uh, no, but just giving you an example of how it would work. So the uh, wow, the I'm machi- drinking coffee and we're living together. <laughs> the machine, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> the machine is uh, it, it works really well, makes really nice coffee. Like I've I've got an espresso machine and that makes good coffee, but it's not quite cafe quality. Yeah. This thing makes cafe quality coffee. Now, I'll ask you this: How much would you expect to pay for a machine like this? Okay, I have one cafe ex- quality coffee. I have one experience with buying a coffee machine. It was when I worked with Hadley. We bought one for the office, yep. you know, for the team. It was like like eighteen hundred bucks, and it was like a DeLonghi. You know, it was yeah. pretty expensive They're bit of kit. They're still around. This is three thousand <gasps> four hundred and ninety nine dollars. <gasps> Tax write off. Well, but you, you know what? Actually, I, no. I, seriously, hello. The 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 quality of the coffee. You would if if I was to say okay, if I was to pour that in a takeaway mug, takeaway cup, and say look, that'll be four fifty. You'd hmm. pay it, thinking it's you bought it from a coffee shop. Yeah, totally. Okay. So if you th- look, look, if you drink a lot of coffee, and I I worked out myself, I think I spent about fifteen to eighteen hundred bucks a year on coffee, like yeah, three four a week. Out, I go out to buy the coffee. I could easily stay home and save up that money. This thing would pay itself off in in two years. Hmm. So if you, it, it's 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 a sort of product where. You pay for good quality, and the coffee it produces is excellent quality. The Breville Oracle Touch. And when you buy it, they have a white label service. So someone comes to your house, teaches you how to use it, gives you a lesson in how to set up the coffee properly and how to pour the milk and do a bit of latte art and all that sort of gear. So if you're right into it, the Breville Oracle Touch, $34.99 at uh, Harvey Norman. Check it out, techguy.com.au. Well, I hope your drive to work had a lot of traffic in it, folks, because uh, we've been <laughs> well, able to entertain well, you through that. It was a very long run. All Otherwise, we've well. been with you on the drive to work and the way home as well. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's actually really, really great to have a bit of fun and catch up and uh, talk to you on Two Blokes Talking Tech, Stephen. Very nice of you to come all this way. It will be yeah. tomorrow by the time you get home. Yeah, I think uh, it will be, yeah. Dry I'd your like eyes, I'd princess. I'd like I brought some food to eat on the way home, <laughs> just in case. There are, there are many stops <laughs> along the way which you can take. Yep. Which will re- refresh you and renew. What do they call it? Drive, stop, revive, revive, survive. Stop, survive, survive. Yeah, yeah, mate. You wanna... I'll be right. I'll be right. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Uh, another episode of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to Hisense and Netgear. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Talk to you then.